Good afternoon, folks. Uh, it's here. We're back with the Jane Thomas Pilates podcast. And this week's episode, really interesting episode, is um, me talking to Leanne Hennessy, who is her, a hypnotherapist and who practices hypnotherapy to help people with various problems. It's something that I'm very interested in and I have experienced some hypnotherapy and uh, it helped me. So I wanted to speak to Leanne and get her to share some of her expertise with us this afternoon and also so that we can find out a little bit more about it and what it means and, and how she works. So sit back enjoy and find out all about hypnotherapy. Hi, uh, welcome to Leanne Hennessy, hypnotherapist to this podcast. Um, so Leanne, uh, are you feeling okay? I'm fine, thank you for having me. Don't be nervous about it. It was all, we're all friends here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I wanted to invite you onto the podcast mm-hmm. because, as you know, um, I've done some hypnotherapy for myself yeah. and uh, the experience was good for me. Good. And so I wanted to share it uh, with people who listen to the podcast and yeah. people who come to my classes, etc. Um, so I wanted to thank you, first of all, for agreeing to come on the podcast, because I know sometimes it feels a bit awkward when you've got to talk about yourself. Um, uh, but so let's start really, Leanne, with um, you yeah. telling us what it is you do. Okay. So I'm a hypnotherapist. So hypnotherapy is the use of hypnosis for the treatment and relief for a variety of issues really, emotional issues, psychological issues and physical symptoms. Um, hypnosis works at a subconscious level because um, that's where our automatic patterns, our habits and all our responses are established. So that's where I tend to focus the work. There is some CBT involved sometimes as well, um, but generally you know, it's all around the hypnosis and, and that's where we make permanent change. And I'm glad you've asked me on because hypnosis is becoming more and more popular now. Normally it's been the last resort for a lot of people, yeah. but actually it's becoming the first. I know I'm certainly getting a lot of returning clients that now the doctor isn't the first call, I'm mm. their first call. So, mm. you know, they've had such success with it that they realise how effective it is, how quick, how natural and how safe it is. Mm. That, you know, I think the world is changing. I think people yeah. are definitely changing. Yes, I think um, for me really, when, when I looked at it, because I, I sort of suffer with anxiety and mm-hmm. stress, and uh, and I had been to the doctors, and um, uh, but didn't feel like they offered me anything really that could deal with it, because I'm very sort of a proactive person, so yeah. I like to I like to feel like I'm doing something, um, and so it so I think for me I would definitely go down that route again yeah. before looking elsewhere. Yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit because I think as well people don't really know. So you said a bit of CBT comes into yeah. it. So what's what does that mean for, for people who wouldn't know what that means? So it's just some cognitive behavioural therapy as well. So for instance, um, breathing, grounding, various tools and techniques. When we work with anxiety, anxiety is quite a complex subject. Mm. So it's about people having practical tools as well as hypnosis to help them along the way. Just literally training their brain, really. 
how not to respond to how it normally has responded. Right. So by breathing and using tools like grounding, they're two of the main tools that I use with anxiety. They're very, very effective in that moment. Right, okay. So they they so for those people who again are who who haven't been through the process, what does grounding mean? Grounding, that's right. Grounding is a really effective tool if you um suffer with anxiety. Basically with grounding what you're doing is you're stopping that story that you're playing in your head. So when we are in a anxiety, a state of anxiety, we're responding to the movie that we're playing in our mind normally. So it might be like worst case scenario that this person is imagining. So their body is physiologically responding to, to what they're imagining. So by breathing and grounding or doing one or the other, they're enabling themselves to stop that movie being played in their mind and therefore stopping their body responding to it physio- physiologically. Okay. okay, okay. So like, um, so for example, if, um, so f- uh, I'm happy to share some of, some of my anxieties. My, some of my anxieties are like traveling um, yeah. in cars. I don't mind traveling in other things, but when I'm going on a journey in a car, uh, in my head, you know, I'm worst case scenario in that car. Okay. So, you know, it's almost like I'm expecting an accident. Yeah. So in terms of grounding for me, yeah. what sort of things would would you start off with with right. me the first thing i was always come to the breath always come to the breath so nice deep diaphragmatic breathing and then i would get you to focus probably using touch it was always using one of your senses or all of your senses so your touch your your vision or, or your audio being able to listen but first and what i find is really effective with most of my clients is literally touching um three things and it could be their hair it could be something they're wearing a bag strap a belt and commentating in their mind what it feels like and then doing a second item and then a third item using the breath as well by the time you've done this you should be back in the moment recompose and that story should have stopped playing right i see yes so yeah taking that focus right away from yeah. the what if yes yeah. And buts, yeah. and bringing it back into yeah. real time, I yeah. suppose. You're giving the mind a task to do. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So that story starts playing in your mind. Your body starts responding to it. Okay. So, right. Yeah. So you sort of, um, it's like you're dampening down yes. that that sort of uh, yeah. anxious feeling. Isn't then you it? come back into the moment with your breath. Yeah. And, and recompose. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so when you're working with someone you're really enabling them aren't you giving them tools to to use for themselves as well to help so it's not just about the actual physical session that you have with them but it's beyond 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 that that. okay lovely um how long have you been doing it so i've been been practicing now three years i qualified in 2016 uh yeah three whole years i've been more or less full time since january right okay just simply because i got so busy and the need is there yes yeah yeah fantastic um and you uh uh so three years so how did you get into it so what made you interested and interested in it and take that route so I saw a hypnotherapist myself, mm. so I live with, with a really chronic pain condition mm-hmm. and I wanted a different way to manage my pain other than the amount of medication that I was having to take. So I saw a hypnotherapist and just had a really positive experience, it absolutely blew my mind and mm. you know, real life changing moments. So that enabled me then 
to reduce and control my own pain. It didn't get rid of the pain, but it made me perceive it differently. And the stress response that I was having to the pain I was in just wasn't there anymore. Mm. So I, I got a whole lot better after hypnotherapy. And then I was just, um, I think because I'd been Googling hypnotherapists, I was just on the computer one day and this course appeared and it was a foundation course um, for the hypnotherapy course that I did and it was free foundation weekend, go along and um, see if you like it. So I just thought, I thought it was a sign. I thought I was really interested in it anyway. I've always mm. been interested in human behaviour. Yes. So I went along to the weekend and it came to the point of do I sign up or do I don't and I just couldn't not it, yeah it hooked me straight away right so yeah. it was just uh, you like you say sometimes that's how things happen isn't yeah. it so carrying on from when you did your training then Leanne um tell us a little bit more about uh hypnotherapy so how does that hypnosis how does it feel um and uh, and how does it sort of work how okay. do you work so hypnosis feels um it's pretty much like a daydreamer state and we go in and out of hypnosis several times a day just naturally you know those times like when you're in a daydream like trance that's hypnosis um perhaps you're driving and you can't even remember driving the whole journey that you've been on you just realize that you're there mm. that i do that a lot yeah that's hypnosis mm. you know when you're you're reading a book and you're seeing the picture in your mind, that's hypnosis. So we go in and out of it naturally. It's a perfectly natural state. Some people think it's like an anesthetic and I go in and I rewire their brain and no, it isn't like that. It's a perfectly natural state. And um, you're always um, in control of everything, even when you're in hypnosis. Um, if anything, your, your senses are heightened. Um, you tend to feel extremely relaxed and calm and like I say just aware of everything around you um, a hypnotherapist cannot make a person do anything that they don't want to do or what they morally object to you know like we see these things on TV and no that isn't what hypnotherapy is um, and in the same breath some people fear that they can get stuck in hypnosis as well and they're like can I ever get stuck in it and it's like no it's absolutely impossible you can leave the state whenever you wish and it's also important to understand that nobody can be hypnotised against their will. Um, they would just simply reject the suggestions, so it just wouldn't happen. You can't be hypnotised. Anybody can be hypnotised, but they have to want to be hypnotised. Um, and like I say, it, most people find it extremely relaxing. They become very calm and just generally aware of everything around them, but also very aware of themselves. I think for the first time... In a long time, most people connect with who they are again. They turn the attention inward. And that doesn't happen very often, does it, in our busy lives these no, days? No, it doesn't. No. So it works, literally, by slowing the uh, brain waves in your mind down to a level of theta. And that's where the mind is open to suggestion. So okay. it's not even something that's so complex. Right, so, right. Is it... Um, so, I mean, I know um, from... Um, my own experience i i i was i i can remember feeling still being aware of the room yep and noises yes. and things yeah so i wasn't asleep because i think no. sometimes people think yeah they're being put to sleep yeah and they're not and it's not that is it no so it's not that you're being um put to sleep it's not that you're doing anything against your own will so it's nothing like the sort of the no the um 
Denim Brown sort of no. programs that used to be on the TV mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you think there are a lot of myths around Leanne about it and what it is? Do you think that yeah. sort of clouds it yeah, a little bit? It does, and if anything, a lot of what we see on TV doesn't doesn't do hypnotherapy. So hypnosis for therapy, uh, it doesn't do us any favors a lot of the time. Mm. I know uh, some people have been really quite negative about it to to me, and I. You know, I just wanted yeah. to dispel the myth because it is, it's absolutely safe. And like I say, nobody will morally accept a suggestion if it if it doesn't fit with their compass. Mm. So, you know, if it just isn't right, if it doesn't resonate with them, they won't accept it either. So, no. you know, like you say, you were very aware of the room, you were very aware of the sounds, and that's mm. what you are. Your senses are heightened, if mm. anything, probably more heightened than any other part of the day. Mm. So, yeah, it is... You know, what we see on TV just doesn't do us any favours. No. And no. it's a shame. And, and that's not hypnotherapy. No, that's, that's, that's hypnosis. That's, and that's almost like a, a bit of a circus trick, really, yeah, isn't it? Completely it's, different yeah. field of work altogether. Completely yeah. different. It's yeah. not, not doing what you're doing no. when you're practising it. Um, can you remember... Um, so, let's think about what sort of issues you deal with. Because okay. you... you you obviously work with a lot of different people, a lot of different um, issues come up for you. I do. Um, so I work with anxiety, I work with stress, I work with fears and phobias, um, past trauma and post-traumatic stress. Um, I work with menopause, weight loss, various addic- addictions, um, smoking cessation, um, low self-esteem, confidence issues grief and grief isn't always about a person it can be about a purpose or a life or something else that somebody might be grieving for and just many other emotional psychological and physical symptoms there's no I've never seen a textbook client yet everyone is so individual but I'd say by far my biggest client uh, my biggest issue that walks through the door is anxiety and literally I am working with a seven and a half year old at the moment and my eldest client is 82. Wow. So, you know... Yeah. And, and and it's anxiety that... Pure anxiety. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. And it's it's every age. Both sexes, every age. And that issue, that issue is my biggest issue. Yeah. yeah. It's it's quite frightening, actually, that, isn't it? Yeah. That, that like, a seven-and-a-half-year-old yeah. can be troubled by anxiety but I suppose why why wouldn't they be really I mean so many things are happening aren't they in our society and in people's lives I guess definitely definitely people's lives have never been so busy and um, what is what's saddening for me at the moment is I'm seeing a lot of older people so people um, that have come to retirement and they're losing their lives at retirement because loved ones have become ill. Mm. So that, that mm. for me at the moment, I've got a lot of elderly people that I'm working with mm. where life just hasn't panned out how they expected. Yeah. You know, they should be travelling the world, but instead they're, they're caring for their partner. Yes. So grief, it's all sorts. It's grief, it's loss of life. Mm. You know, there's overwhelm, mm. there's anxiety, there's resentment. You're just in that whole... You know, that mm. whole person's life, they're dealing with so much stuff. Mm. So so that's sad as well. But, yeah. you know, I work with a lot of teens. Yes. I work with people in their 20s. Yes, you know. yeah. Do, and and would you say it is, a, is it predominantly female or...? No, literally 50-50. And right. I've looked at my stats. Um, I do keep a stats on anxiety and it's 50-50, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. it, we're sort of coming up to mental health awareness week, yep. aren't we, in yes, October? We are. And there's a lot of things on the TV at the moment about 
um, talking and yeah. and and talking out about it. Um, and particular the statistics are raised for young men, aren't they, in, they in are. terms of suicide and things, yeah. struggling with dealing with stress, etc. Yeah. So I was interested to know whether your your experiences with men or women yeah. or what. No, luckily I work with a lot of men and I really enjoy working with men. But um, I think Sarah Gottfried, when I read her book, she put it perfectly. Um, I think as women, we talk more, don't we? We tend to be friends, she calls it. And mm. that's what we do. We've got friends we can call on. Mm. Whereas men, they don't. They no. literally hold it in and then they're pure. It goes straight to fight or flight for men. They build, build let things build up and they get to overwhelm, mm. you know. Mm. But luckily for me, the men that I work with are really receptive to, to the therapy. Good. Really take on board all the tools and techniques. You know, yeah. they find it life-changing yes and it's great teaching people just simply how to breathe if the whole world would breathe better that would be a good thing for me yes yeah yeah but it is it is it's frightening it is frightening it is frightening what's going to happen in the next 10 years because the state we're at at the moment which i feel is really quite drastic Mm. i think there's there's more that needs to be done you know waiting lists are horrendous Mm. and the referrals at the doctors i spoke to somebody about a child last week being referred to to a pediatrician for for some assistance and she said they're getting something like 600 referrals a week so the wait list is is immense yeah so can't cope with it can it really no and i suppose uh, uh, as well we are there is more awareness of, of it now as well, isn't there, in terms of anxiety and, yeah. and stress. So people are more aware of it. People are are being encouraged perhaps to do something about it, where, whereas maybe before it was trying to be sort of pushed to one side, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like they come as a last resort to you, or do you, what sort of, does yeah. it feel like... It feels well. Most people say when they walk through the right, that this is my last chance to get this sorted. So I think I am a last resort for a lot of people. Right. But like I say, what I've noticed now, three years in, I'm having customers coming that I saw probably in my first eighteen months, yeah. and it's, it's their first port of call. Yes. So they yeah. literally change how they manage things, and they know that hypnotherapy works naturally, it's safely, it's quick as well, mm. generally, mm. and far more effective. Whereas. You know, always going down the medical route probably mm. isn't the right way to go. It probably goes against what, what they want. A lot of people these days don't want medication. They no. want to try and take control of things differently or mm. with an alternative med- mm. method. And I think, I think there's, you know, I think there's, there's room enough in this world for all of us. Yes. That's what yeah. I think. And sometimes I do refer medically. I do say, do you know, I think you need to go to the GP. I will do that. Yes. If I feel a person is beyond my skill set. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. totally open and honest about that. Mm. But generally, with anxiety, we can make massive, massive make changes. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, um, what were your uh, what were your expectations going into it? Did you kind of expect to see a lot of anxiety and and stress? We we already sort of tuned into the fact that maybe this is what society needed or you know when you're doing your training when I was doing my training and I'll be absolutely honest with you I didn't anticipate the level of anxiety and stress that I'd get through the door and to to be honest with you the course I did didn't cover it right uh, enough so I've done further training since yeah Yeah. which is I know it's quite shocking isn't it you thought anxiety and stress would have been covered in depth but it really wasn't okay 
the things we talk about most when most people talk about hemotherapy, they always go, right, fear of heights, it tends to be your fears and phobias, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. I literally, I've never had a fear of spiders, I've never had a fear of heights, mm. you know, so mm. these things that you expect. Yes. Um, the things that I didn't expect to enjoy was phobia work. And okay. I, I absolutely love phobia work. Right. Because you can turn a phobia around within 60 to 90 minutes. Oh, okay. So wow. I, I love working with phobias. And same with smoking cessation. I love working with that. And I right. never ex- never expected to want to work with smokers. But no, I do. But no. trauma, I mean, trauma never anticipated doing the level of work that I do with trauma. Okay. But again, 90 minutes can make a huge difference to a trauma. And I've, mm. I've dealt with some pretty heavy traumas. Mm. So, you Gosh. know... Yeah. Yeah, because you did say earlier you were sort of saying that it's quick. The the yeah. the sort of work that you do is yeah. quick. Yeah. So sort of give a, a give um as an idea of what you mean by that. What do you mean okay. by quick? So with that, for instance, an anxiety client, we would work together for generally. I always say three to five weeks, and um, the first session would would be. Uh, an hour and a half this is after we've had a consult I always do a consult free mm-hmm. of up to an hour the first session is about um, 90 minutes where I teach them about anxiety how it works in the mind how it works in the body and then we'll have our first session um, then we schedule like I say three to five sessions I always review we always review at session three and there's various points that I measure mm-hmm. um and that's decided upon between me and the client, and we see whether they're sud levels. So a sud level is a subjective unit of discomfort or distress. We measure them in the very first consult, and then we measure them again at three weeks free and see if we've made an improvement. If we haven't made an improvement, um, then yeah, we say goodbye at that point. Otherwise, we carry on. I can work longer with people. I've worked long term with quite a few clients. Uh-huh. You know, however long they need. We've worked with one issue, and then we've worked worked on another issue Mm. Um, but generally sessions are three to five weeks over an issue like anxiety a phobia um phobias i always plan two sessions um assuming well not assuming in case they need a second session after the first but i've never seen anybody passed a second appointment for a phobia right gosh and i think i've only had that once uh where somebody's actually come back phobias are really really good to work with. Yeah. I can solve a phobia really quickly. Wow, that's that's yeah. great, isn't it? Um, and there's other things. Smoking. When I work with a smoker, somebody wants to stop smoking. That's one two hour session. Gosh. Um, I do keep in touch with them for three months yeah. by text. I mentor them more more or less. At, right. With smoking, there's three points that we assess. So we would assess at three days. We would assess at three months. Mm. Uh, sorry, three days, three weeks, and three months. Okay. They're the crucial points of a smoker. Right. It's a smoking cessation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and you you did also mention there that sometimes, like a long term, you've worked long t- term with clients, yeah. because do people come in with what they think they need help with, and yeah. then does that can that turn into something else? Yes. Then? Yeah. Definitely. So. The, the most obvious one with that is weight loss okay so we would start with what is a generic system really for weight loss and probably by week two or week three what can come out are other issues that are, are behind emotional eating for instance mm. what's behind that so we might have to delve a little deeper and have an extra session or two 
mm. over issues there. But yeah. yeah, it can happen at any point with therapy. Right. right. Any point really. Yeah, because I suppose sometimes we 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 don't we might have a problem identifying what we know there's something which yeah. doesn't fit quite right with us, but we don't always we're not always able to identify it. Are no. We? So um, so I was thinking about that, and you, and you kind of. Um, um, looking at, at some of the issues and you mentioned weight loss there obviously because my my area is physical it's physical health and yeah. well-being so obviously with me um i'm looking at getting people moving and exercising but i am also very um uh, aware of the fact that some people have an issue with moving getting their bodies moving and exercising for whatever reason might yeah. be so do you do you have you ever come across anyone that like for weight loss for example where you would suggest exercise to them as part of that yes hypnotherapy process yes what would you so yeah i do absolutely suggest and that's whether or not they have anything in mind so they may want to take exercise but just haven't got the confidence to do it Mm -hmm. so in which case we'd work around the confidence to do it as well right generally whatever i'm working on confidence is always covered as well but yeah if they wanted for instance to to go to a pilates class Mm. then if they were too nervous to go we would work around that we'd mentally rehearse being there yes how that felt but yeah always encourage always encourage movement um, with my weight loss clients even mm. if it's just moving your body more yeah. you know but whatever even anxiety I was going to say yeah. yeah it's not just about no. weight loss is it really no anxiety I mean exercise is so good for us chemically isn't it mm. you know it's mm. important that we move so getting outdoors just simply walking uh, for some people is, is a massive deal mm. yeah. I, I do totally promote movement and exercise especially with weight loss but with anything that I work with other with. issues yeah. that you perhaps deal with yeah yeah I you see I I I think they, they go together I don't think you can separate them can you no. emotional and physical well-being no I think they they tie in completely and Pilates is particularly mind and body in terms of an exercise program so you have to be very conscious yeah. of what you're what you're doing when you're moving um so the issues that some of the issues that you work with Leanne do you think you've already said that movement can help with those issues mm-hmm. and and you work with and you've seen also people I guess that put a barrier up against that do you do you find then if when people are you breaking down barriers with hypnotherapy then do you think yeah if somebody's got a, a, a mental block with something mm-hmm. um, I've just worked with a lady recently who um, she had a bad experience at a class. She went to a class and it wasn't her normal teacher. Right. And the teacher that she had, she felt um, victimised her in the classroom. I know she just Gosh. yeah kept coming over to her, kept adjusting her, which was probably she just wasn't doing. Mm. But she built up a real barrier and it stopped her going to classes oh, to the point where she was anxious and panicky about yeah. actually but when we get down to the nitty gritty we actually worked out the reason why mm. she was able to put it in perspective and just reframe how it was and we talked about how yeah it was probably just a different method of teaching probably caught her on a bad day yeah. but it just left a mark on her yeah you know so yeah Gosh, that's horrible isn't it to feel like that yeah 
and yeah. yeah I think probably the shock of having a different teacher some people get used to certain teachers don't they, as well. <coughs> definitely yes yeah we have that often often we we you know we have cover teachers yeah and it's tricky it's tricky for both parties it's tricky for the teacher covering and it's tricky for the client going in when yeah. they see someone that they don't recognize yeah because it it does I think it needs to be a safe place for people Definitely. to go when they're exercising yeah. for lots of different reasons. Yeah. So, um, gosh, that's um, yeah. I've never really thought about it from that 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 much. You know that yeah. that person could feel quite victimised about. I mean, she obviously got stuff going on. Oh. You know, you don't. This is the thing. You don't know what's going on in people's lives, do you? No, you no, really never do, do we? You no. never know just by looking at someone. You can't. No. You never know what's happening for them. Um. Right, I'm just reading through my notes here. So, when you're holding a session, so what sort of what should people expect then, Leanne, from you if they were coming to see you? What what should people expect expect from you? Okay, so if somebody was to contact me with an issue, the first thing I would suggest is that we meet and we talk it through to make sure that I fully understand their issue and that I can help them. So that gives me a chance then to also see um, how we connect because, you know, I really do like to connect with, mm. the, with the people that I'm working with and how committed they are to change. So there's always a free consultation. If people prefer to do that on the phone or on FaceTime, that's fine as well. But then we schedule in the sessions and um, first session usually takes a little longer. Um, it's sort of 60 to 75 minutes, mm. but generally it's an hour afterwards. Like I say, we always review on the third session, depending on what the issue is. Yeah. Um, I always follow up with my clients because I need to I need to know that my work is working. So, you know, I'm not one of these hypnotherapists that do their, do their magic and then yeah. just leave the person to it. I, I like to know that it, it, they're okay and yes. it's worked. Yeah. But if I'm working with a client long term, um, I look at their whole health. I don't just look at their mental health. I work with their sleep. I work with their nutrition, about their movement and, and, and how they exercise. We look at how they relax and what their stress is like. And I also look at their mindset. So, you know, if, if any of those, I call them pillars of health, and I got it before Dr. Chatterjee, but they um, they are the five pillars, I feel, for, for basic mm. functioning health. Mm. You know, so that's all what I look into. It's not just about the, the one no, issue. Or... No, so, And you've already sort of said a sort of a typical programme length mm. is between three and five sessions. Yeah. But occasionally you'd, you've sort of, work for longer occasionally longer and like I say some issues you're looking at yeah. one or one or two sessions yes yeah the cessation of smoking that's that's pretty quick isn't it if you can get yeah. someone um, but that's interesting as well that you still do that follow up care mm. with that and you have those yeah. check in points really with smoking that that's a two hour session mm. so we do like a preamble a pre-talk beforehand mm. again where I assess totally and we talk about the addiction and how that works to understand the psychological effect of actually being a smoker so that that's the side that's never been addressed before mm. and when we look at um, dependency on smoking it works in two ways you've got your chemical addiction 
and the psychological addiction and the psycholo- psychological addiction is far far bigger than the chemical addiction right. people always believe that they're chemically addicted it's not it's a psychological ritual okay that, yeah that's the bigger thing that we're dealing with and that's yeah. why a lot of people don't manage to solve it on their own because yes. they're, they're counting on willpower which isn't going to help with with psychology no so. no gosh wow yes because i've got a friend who needs to give up smoking she's struggled with it so i'm going to Send her my way. Send her your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you say then, Leanne? Because um, I can tell speaking to you, and I've spoken to you before because I've known you for a while. Um, <clears throat> what do you love about what you do? What do I love about what I do? I love the connection that we make in a room. I love the connection with people. And I love that we can solve issues that have probably been part of someone's life for such a long time and we can just solve them mm. you know mm. I worked recently with a, a woman who she had a a bee and wasp phobia and she hadn't been out of her house in the summer for 10 years god blimey wow she was so bad that's 10 years that's a heck of a long she's time she's like I can't it? do it again this summer and I'm like and yeah solved it wow. and she's so so happy being able to go to barbecues you know <laughs> This is what I love about it. Yeah. It's a lot of it is is deep issues for a lot of people, mm. things that people harbour, things mm. that people don't want to address, but they come to the forefront and you know, we can address them in the safety of this room, mm. just between the two of us, you know, and we get really down deep with what's mm. going on and we can solve it. Mm. Like I say, relatively quickly compared to other therapies, safely. And naturally, mm. what more could you want? No, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And ten years of her life gone. Yeah, ten you know, summers that's missing the summer. Yeah, I mean that's really quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's very sad, really. And I see a lot of sad. Um, yeah. yeah, I hear a lot of sad stories. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, that that is sad because that's that's very much. I mean, we think of bigger things being life changing, yeah. but actually, who'd have said that a phobia of wasps would like obliterate 10 years of summers yeah british summers yeah. really that's i mean not that we have great summers no. but when we have them we've got wasps haven't we so we've got to deal with them but she had a love of gardening you see this was oh, the issue as well so wow. you, you can imagine can't you yeah yeah that i mean that's just life changing yeah. very much life changing wow gosh i can see why that would would make you feel so good about yeah. that as well um so if there were things that you could recommend so people started to do that they people could just think more about for example to help their overall well-being what would be your your top tip or your one thing or piece of advice that you could share that could make a difference to people now right literally breathe learn how to breathe diaphragmatic breathing so it has such an effect on the body. You breathe in, in through the nose, literally for a count of seven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And out through the mouth as if you're blowing a candle for 11, seven, 11. Okay. Just sit and breathe every single day. You cannot not calm down. So anyone who's got stress, who's got tension, who has a busy life, just take five minutes and breathe. I want the whole world to breathe. I'm really on a mission with it. Yeah. Breathing, just not breathing the way that the way that we don't breathe. Because when we we are stressed, we shallow breathe. Mm. So the exchange of of um, carbon dioxide and everything within the lungs is all wrong. Just that, just that in itself can make you feel anxious when we're not breathing deep yeah. enough. Yeah. 
So bringing in the breath and learning how to breathe better is the biggest gift that you could give anyone. Mm. I always try and end my sessions with a with a, a time for breathing and trying yeah. to, to do some diaphragmatic breathing because I agree with you, I think um, most of the time a lot of us are doing this shallow breathing yeah. and that sort of almost gets worse if you're yeah. not feeling right no. with yourself, doesn't it? So I totally agree with you on that. So. I, can, I can remember, I can remember doing yoga and she would always start with breath work and I can remember being in fits of giggles and just not taking it seriously. Yes. Just feeling ridiculous. But now, now I'm like a breath master. Yeah. I'm like, now I get it. Yes. You know, it yeah. tunes straight into your parasympathetic nervous system, calms everything down. And that's what this is all yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, 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 not, um, it's not just a make-believe thing. It's no, a real it's a physical, physical thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So breathing in for 7 and out for 11. Yeah, 7 and 11, you can't go wrong. Okay. Easy. Okay, I'll get practicing that get my classes trying that um and i have trouble counting to five in my classes though, so that's <laughs> going to challenge me uh my clients will laugh about that when they hear that um and uh so in in summary really Leanne, if someone if you if someone was struggling out there with whatever that might be a phobia or a stress or or an issue in their life that was affecting their life and they just didn't know where to turn for help mm. how could they get in touch with you right they can get in touch with me i have a website which is just literally l and h l h for leanne hennessy hypnotherapy.com or they can uh, contact me through facebook i have a facebook page as well fantastic good and uh, i'll make sure that uh, those details are shared as well thank in, you with people for people um and I always ask this mm. for everyone that's been on the podcast. I always want to know a little thing about the person that I'm speaking to <laughs> that maybe no one else knows about um, that you feel you could just share with me and anybody that's listening. So what's one thing that no one knows about you that you can or even want to share? If you don't want to share it, that's fine. That's fine. But if there's anything you would like to share that no one knows about you? Okay. Um, there's nothing amazing <laughs> one thing I suppose one thing that I'm really looking into at the moment and it's it's this thing where I always tell people that prescription happiness is so important so you've got to do something every day that makes you happy so I'm going to start living life like that what I really want to do despite being a, a hypnotherapist and having a good talking voice I have a really bad singing voice <laughs> and yet I love to sing <laughs> right so I am joining a rock choir yeah. I am on it at the moment oh, simply because I just want to I want to do something that's just for me yeah. something that's creative something that's expressive yes. something that's going to make me happy no matter how bad I am at it <laughs> so there so are you just a shower singer at the minute? You shower in the shower. Singer, not even in the shower. <laughs> just in the car when I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do quite a lot of that. That's the best time to sing in the car, I think. Oh, brilliant! Well, I hope you. Fi- I hope you do do that. I'm gonna check up on you and okay. make sure you do it. Okay. So that's great. So um. I just wanted to thank you, Leanne, for that. I hope you didn't find it too much of a trauma. No, it was fine. <laughs> um, that was lovely. Full of lots of good advice, lots of information, and hopefully, sort of giving people a better idea about hypnotherapy yeah. and how and how you practice it and how it could help. And um, so, you're available on Facebook. 
uh, and it's lhhypnotherapy.com yeah. is your um, website. website. So people can find you there. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for having me. I'm really pleased that Leanne agreed to come on the podcast and share the information about her hypnotherapy practice. Um, I've had hypnotherapy in the past. It helped me with anxiety and I still use some of the grounding techniques that Leanne was talking about there and sharing with us. And I also use breath a lot to help me um, overcome my, my anxiety and deal with stress. So I can thoroughly recommend it and I can thoroughly recommend Leanne too. I know she's helped a lot of people and I know a few people, a few friends of mine she's helped. So um, if you do have an issue in your life, don't try and bottle it up. Don't try and think that it doesn't matter. If it's affecting you and the way you live your life, then it matters and you can get help and uh, there's help out there. So it's lhhypnotherapy.com is her website and you can find Leanne on the Facebook as well if you want to search her out and find out a little bit more about her practice. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this, this episode of the podcast and I'll catch up with you all soon.